0: Bright Suns, you're now listening to the Star Wars Friends podcast on the No One Is Listening podcast network. Punch it, Chewie! Ah!
1: What have we
2: here? Hello there, morning senators. Greetings, my Primary yeah, yeah. Yippee!
1: This is so. Bizarre. We
2: are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle, the beginning. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Feeling about this. So, who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. 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 You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect.
0: So, this is where the fun begins. What are you talking about? This
2: is madness. You can't! What did Lisa (laughs) say?
0: Join the conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars Friends!
4: Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the Star Wars world? You are listening to the Star Wars Friends Show, part of the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. Happy holidays, everybody. I am Justin, your host for this evening. Joining me today, as always, are my Star Wars friends.
3: This is Josh, and that Wait From Friday... To monday to be nice and not post anything on twitter was the longest couple days of my life <laughs> For this
5: sure. Uh, this is kyle and i am having like a little bit of post mandalorian depression like this is the longest there is ever gonna be until more the mandalorian and that's just so sad
4: yeah yeah it's later coming out later end of next year late december instead of uh when did we get it october uh of this year so it's a little bit later than what we're used to but i still have hope that we're going to get that awesome awesome content that we did this season so i have no fears kyle and it gives me something to think about and plan on going into next year and see what what awesomeness awaits, so I'm excited.
3: Oh, what a uh, long way we have this, pu- We you know, it's not like we have a, a new publishing event or like 10 shows coming out in the near right. future. Uh, um, you know what? Spoiled brat.
5: S- speaking of, I, I read <laughs> the first eight chapters of the High Republic novel that's about to come out, and I'm pretty excited. I can't wait to read the rest of it. It was really good.
4: I've heard a lot of good things i haven't read it yet myself but i've heard a lot of people are really really excited about it based on those first eight chapters so um super stoked about that but happy holidays everybody we are here today's the 22nd by the time we get this up probably be the 23rd a little bit closer to the holidays uh we wish you all (laughs) happy holidays uh maybe the 23rd 24th we'll see um But we wish you all happy holidays no matter what you celebrate. Uh, You know, we hope you guys stay safe. We hope you stay healthy during these times. Hope you get to spend a little bit of time with family, all being safe and and secure and doing the right things. Um, But, you know, it's it's certainly... uh, uh been a challenging year for sure as we get into Christmas and New Year's here uh it's it's been challenging due to COVID it's been challenging due to work it's been challenging due to lots and lots of other things going on uh you know we uh I, I don't yeah are you guys done shopping like have you finished all your shopping yet you got everything done for family for the holidays yes actually yeah, no a while ago actually no no,
5: I, well uh, but here, here's uh, the thing here's the thing here's the thing it's not it's not that crazy i've got to go to the grocery and i've got to get like two gift cards and a bottle of wine so i'm not I'm <laughs> not worried <about> <laughs> <laughs> oh you're so funny
3: oh, oh my bad
5: <laughs> <sighs> his shopping list is short well that's not everything i'm buying justin that's what's
1: left <laughs> it's like, not my entire christmas list
4: Damn, Kyle! He's like, here, kids. Have a bottle of booze. Enjoy Christmas. Would they not? Yeah. Hopefully, all you guys. It, it, hopefully, all you guys got your uh, holiday shopping done out there as well. Um, you know, if you're, if you don't get what you want, uh, Star Wars wise, um, you know, hopefully get some money and you can go out and find those figures you want, or uh, find other collectibles or, or different Star Wars merch out there that you want. Uh, Post Christmas, but we'll see. We'll I don't see. think there's anybody um, that's
5: not on this podcast that would even try to buy me Star Wars stuff, honestly.
1: I'm pr-
4: uh, I'm pretty, I don't well, think I... I the
5: patch, well, yeah, you're on this podcast. That's what I'm I, saying. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My family <laughs> yeah. doesn't mess with uh, that.
4: They, they wouldn't try. Yeah, it's, it's hard because when you put like a figure or something on, you know, for somebody, a family member, by the time they get out and find it and it's a hard one, you've already got it. So. <laughs> You know, it, it makes it a challenge. So um you know, but uh we've got a lot going on. There's still a lot going on. We've got a, a killer episode of Mandalorian uh, season finale to talk about here in a little bit. Uh first we're gonna dive into some news and notes though. So we gotta talk about it. Uh it's still eighty six weeks away, but it's it's coming. Short eighty six weeks. It's like Thanos, it's inevitable. Uh Star Wars celebration eighty six weeks. Until we're there I'm flying by 86 weeks It's like just yesterday was 88 weeks Now it's 86 Yeah Like nothing In 100 and 106 I think A couple weeks Time is Time is uh, completely Meaningless by, In 2020 No kidding Um so if you're if you're looking though, they do still have the merch store open. If you're wanting to get that Star Wars 2020 Star Wars Celebration 2020 merch, the store is still open as of right now. Uh, it does close, however, December 31st. So if you want any of that merch, you need to get those purchases in relatively quickly, or you're going to be out of luck. It's going to be closed. Store is closed. But uh, I'm going to bet. I watch in the spring. They're going to put everything back up. Uh, the old, cl- the old on, clearance rack. <laughs> yeah. They're going to put everything back up in the spring on the old clearance rack at a discounted price. I can almost guarantee yep. it. Yep. So um, we did have a bit of good news, though, coming out of Celebration. Uh, what? Yeah. We had a bit of good news coming out of Celebration. Kyle, <laughs> our our good friend Kyle, he actually had a great experience coming out of Celebration. Tell him a little you, bit about it. You know. It. It
5: was, so there's the whole lottery situation at Celebration. It's always very exciting to win. I was out of the pop game. I've said it a million times. I'm out of the pop game. I haven't bought a pop in probably a year, maybe even more. I did, I even passed on the bo and the Sokotano Pops.
3: I'm out. Well, that was stupid. But. Wow.
5: <laughs> email from Celebration. I won the right to purchase like you don't win anything from celebration you win the option to buy um and obi-wan i think it's a force ghost obi-wan uh funko pop so of Mm. course here i am back in the pop game uh i'm happy to win it though and i do like obi-wan justin said this before we got on he's right at least it is a pop that i'm like pumped about if it was it was watto or like if it, was a, it was like uh, if it's like a salacious. Yeah, crumb uh, you know, you pop know or like what? A watt I might be tambor. able to wat tambor. I'll pass. I could get on board with salacious crumb though. That might be cool. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, that. Could uh, be cool. Yeah, I'm glad it's something I'm pumped about, and I, I'm glad I won. It's exciting to to win those. Um, yeah. I obviously have never won the Funko lottery before, so that was cool. Congratulations! I'll let you guys know when it comes in in seven to twelve months
3: or something. Whenever it comes. in. <laughs> <laughs> In typical fashion, they're like, these nerds are pay for anything. We're not giving anything away. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Um, when With you giving that date, it reminded me, and I just wanted to make sure I didn't forget, um, speaking of things coming up soon, we do have the Thrawn pin from Rebel Art Empire drop. dropping Ooh, on yes. Christmas Day.
4: Feliz Navidad. Do we have a time? Do we know what time? Ooh, let me do some research. Okay, all right. I should have looked that up before
3: I because they're, they're
4: eastern time too yeah it's like, definitely yeah. happening so it's i don't have to worry about some crazy sorry west coasters i don't have to worry about some crazy like west coast time period at like noon and it's really three o'clock our time and crazy stuff's going yeah, on. yeah forget so. that that's awesome <laughs> um but yeah no that's awesome kyle that's that's, yeah, that's I'm huge excited. man like thank you Reed Pop I, I was, for choosing i was me. fortunate <laughs>
2: I <don't know. laughs>
4: yeah yeah um I was fortunate enough to win the Funko lottery in Chicago last year. And, you know, they're yeah. like, they had the, what is it, the blue chrome, was it the blue chrome pops? Yeah. And then they had a Watto in the mall. We were talking about this. And I ended up buying all of them. Uh, and I think I bought the Pez set. Uh, there was oh, like yeah, that's right. There were Pez three of them. set. Because one of uh, somebody's one of Vic's friend friends was had really- a. Somebody yeah. that collected them. Yeah, big Pez collection. So, um, but yeah, I ended up purchasing all of them, and then I I gave Kyle the Yoda, and I think I gave Vic the the Vader Darth Vader Man. one. So yep. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, you get that's how they get you. They're like, oh, you yeah. win the right to purchase, but then you get in there and you're like, well, I gotta get them all because they're yeah, you you really do. And They're gonna sell and out. The Funko so.
5: ones. That's like that's the highest demand ones. So I think we all probably like actually no shade at Funko prefer the hasbro figures you know and like that's if you had to pick one to get that's the one you want but hasbro i think they come with more in my experience at celebration even if you don't win the lottery you're pretty much able to get the hasbro exclusive figure not so much after but um you know if you show up and you get in line you'll be able to get it the funko pops if you don't win the lottery you're not getting one there's zero percent chance you will not have one yeah so
4: it's it's like I, like the most coveted one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we had another big reveal. Monday was our last Mando Monday. Mando Monday number nine. Ooh. M- 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 Mando number nine. Mando uh, number nine. It's yeah. Mando
2: number nine. It's Mando number five. Um, I'll anyways, drop that song so, in here.
5: It'll be great. I, and, and I. little I, bit of Mando. I, I, yeah, you get it. Yeah.
1: A little bit of Monica in my life A little bit of Erica by my side A little
3: bit of Jessica, here I am A little bit of you makes
4: me your man Why didn't we come up with that one earlier on when we started Mando Mando Mondays?
3: I'm so glad we didn't. (laughs) I've never been so happy in my life to miss out on something. Um, Just a quick update. There was um, no time in fact, their only okay. announcement of Christmas Day—it's not even on their Instagram—was when they retweeted our episode to say, "Hey, that pin that they mentioned. This is what day it's coming out." But they, no time. That's yet. all right. You got. That's
5: why you got, got to listen to semi- the Star Wars Friends show to know these things. Uh, I don't <laughs> set your notifications, people. Gosh, I
4: don't know what you got against Bega. I feel
5: like that was hateful for no reason. But <laughs> it's
4: that's fine. Right. We'll
5: move on. It's fine.
4: Anyway, so Mando number nine, and I don't know if you guys kind of got the same thing. Did you guys get <laughs> after that first, first, second Mando Monday, did did it seem to you that they kind of...
5: There's a little skank in the scud pie after declined. that. <laughs> the,
4: the, I don't want to go say declined, but they certainly, they, they I don't know, I wasn't as it. excited they really as they went on. Uh, does it yeah, work that like, way? Can did, you say Dank Farrick like that? No. I don't think so. No. You, the, scud, the scud pie was funny. the, the scud fair. pie? Yeah. yeah I'll um, edit it out. It, they kind of they went downhill, I thought. Like, there wasn't as much. Like, do we think maybe they overshot what their ability for merch was or that people would go gaga for nine weeks of, of Mando merch? Like... Uh, I don't know. So,
5: I don't know. I mean, they came out with that dark saber and the slave one at the end that were yeah. both nice figures that I'm, I guess it's not really a figure, but they're nice items collectibles yeah. uh, that I'm sure people will buy. So, but there was a lot of stuff that was just like, not anything I felt bad about not really picking up, you know? No.
4: And, and I mean, advanced graphics has been killing it with the cutouts of every episode. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, those are probably pretty quick and easy to produce. Um, and they can get them out pretty quickly to people. But they, so this Mando Monday, they released uh, a slave one in the vintage collection for $149. Um, it is the same Empire Strikes Back you one know that what? was just released. And I got another a couple too. months ago. That, that's um, a little lame. That's like,
5: it's the same thing yeah. again. But, and then the, this Boba Fett helmet with, oh, that's so lame the to me. The re-armored helmet? So la- yeah, the yeah. re-armor. It's a spray paint job. It's the same yep. helmet they just put out. It's the same thing. Oh, my gosh. It, that's lame. That's lame to me. They have, they painted they over have the weathering. found a, that's a way to
4: That's the same thing he did. Like-
5: it, also lame. Also <laughs> lame. Like, give me a break is that why like, he did it he, they, that's why they didn't explain it he just painted it so hasbro could sell another 200 hundred dollar helmet like, oh hasbro uh, yeah he's he's got some skin in the game what's his percentage that's what i want to
4: know what's boba fett get off the top of every helmet this is bull crap. I, think I mean capitalism i mean you think he comes out of the sarlacc pit right he gets his armor back you would think like he goes to paint and goes maybe this is the reimagining of boba fett like let's do a different paint scheme nope same thing. Just slap that paint right on there. That's all you have Can you,
3: was. wait a minute. Can you imagine he comes out in that episode with, with uh, I almost said Beaumont, with uh, <sighs> Mayfeld, and he's a totally different color scheme?
5: It, what if it was like purple and orange yeah. or something? People would have died. It <laughs> would have It'd gone have been, that's so a, crazy. Oh, Sabine yeah.
3: packed on the LBs. That's oh. what they would have said. Don't you dare.
4: <laughs> don't you dare about Sabine Wren.
3: You said orange and it, orange and purple. That's the only reason I said that.
4: It just would have been, I think, an opportunity. Like, I mean, if you want to really drive thing, those collectors in the market to buy more stuff, change the paint job of Boba Fett. And if you're gonna, I mean, still make it cool, if but you're gonna
5: have him paint it, people would flock. And to then that. never say anything about it. That like not one yeah, thing. Right. Like, not, hey, did anybody notice my new haircut? Nothing. Like give me a break Mm, hey you know
3: what in 40 years they will make a from a certain point of view the Mandalorian season 2 and there'll be a small short story about how Fennec Shand actually repainted his helmet well
5: you know what Um, if they do Boba Fett dirty like that for a second time giving him a bullcrap storyline for three decades then I don't know what Lucasfilm is thinking
4: Hey,
1: I'm Jason Pry. Thanks for listening to Star Wars Friends Podcast. You're in the arms of the angel, Where you find some comfort here.
5: Hi, I'm Kyle. Will you be an angel for a helpless baby Yoda? Every day, Baby Yoda is chased by bounty hunters and abused by scout troopers, and he's crying out for help. Please click the subscribe button on your screen and join the Star Wars friends with a monthly gift right now. For only 60 calamari flan a month, you'll help rescue Baby Yoda from their abusers and provide food, shelter, Jedi training, and Beskar armor. Subscribe now and follow us on Twitter in the next 30 minutes to receive this tweet with a gif of Baby Yoda. Who's been given a second chance thanks to you?
1: Some comfort here You're in the arms of the angel. You
5: some comfort here. Baby Yoda needs our help. So please subscribe, rate, in review, right away.
4: Yes, the Black Series Boba Fett rearmored helmet Lame. It's labeled rearmored helmet. <laughs> um, we have the Master Replicas Dark Saber that came out. Kind of Mastro, cool. Is, I, kinda cool. I kind of cool. I think, the think Blade a little overpriced. Though. Yeah. I think the pr- was it two fifty yeah. again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. expensive Like, saber. there's so many other makers out there, yeah, though, that, do that produce better. actual metal dark sabers that have more advanced um, chips in them and lights in them than I'm going to guess what Hasbro yeah. is producing at that price. You'll get a louder one.
5: one that's machined metal for half that price. Maybe not half, but for yeah. 200 easy.
4: Yeah. Well, I think these are metal, too. They're just not not quite as... I don't know. They're not quite I mean, as I metal? I assume if... <laughs> <laughs> no, quite a, I was going to say quite as nice. But um, there are some other machine ones out there. I think these are all metal, though. All the master replicas are metal. Yeah. All their hilts are metal. Um,
5: what were we those Hasbro a, Black Series um, lightsabers? Are those all metal, too, or do, are they plastic? I think those are plastic. Hmm. Wasn't this a
3: Hasbro um, Black Series lightsaber? Isn't that what this is? They've got, like, different no, versions.
4: Ooh. Is this the master replicas or the... Blo- the Black Series. Look at us coming I think master fully replicas, unprepared. But...
5: Just talking it out on the
4: show. <laughs> well, I, I jotted it down because I was like, eh, okay, it's another Darksaber. I've seen like three. If you go to the Pock store, uh, I think it's P-A-C-H-S-T-O-R-E, they do custom lightsabers there. They've had two different versions of the Darksaber for quite some time. One looks more like the uh, rectangular edged hilt that you see kind of in... Uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, and then they actually produced another one that was more rounded a couple months ago that looks very similar to what you see in The Mandalorian where it's a little bit more rounded on the edges uh, in live action. This one... So they have had theirs out for quite some time. Yeah, it's a... It's it's a Black Series? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to find... Where's the... So those... They're, they're super expensive, but um, I think they it did come, come out with some a stand. It does come with a stand, which is kind of cool. It.
5: Yes. It does sit on like a nice um,
4: angle. And you're going to pay that pretty close to that same price, maybe a little bit less if you go to Disney World um, and you go to Galaxy's Edge and you buy a lightsaber there. So, yeah, um, I mean, you get the experience
3: I, with it if you do that. Yeah. Well, with some of them at least. I mean, if you buy a replica yeah. of someone else's, you're not. But if you. Uh, the make oh, around. look at them doing 10 dirty, putting Din on the box too. <laughs> this is bold. <laughs> I'm gonna buy one um, just to run it over with a steamroller. <laughs>
4: that's, ex- that's an expensive <laughs> bit. That's an expensive bit, but sure.
3: <laughs> no, you know, like people like, oh, we don't like this artist anymore, and they put the big, uh, like pile of records. In. Yeah, they really, they really yeah, show them. Yeah. Huh?
4: Um, the other thing that we got was there was a transport trooper six scale from hot toys that actually came out, uh, early. Well, I guess it was between (laughs) their time different due to time difference. It would have been like early Tuesday, our time, um, late Monday, I guess their time. I don't know. Um, but they did release a six scale transport trooper. So it's that same, uh, outfit that, um, Bill Burr and, um, Pedro were wearing uh, in the transport ship in the episode just before the season finale. So uh, it's really cool looking. It looks great. I don't know that I'm going to drop $220 on that particular figure for that outfit. Now, if you come, Uh, if they release a Bilber sculpt with the head, maybe, (laughs) or a Din face sculpt with it, maybe. That's not going to be a fine Um, addition
5: to my collection.
4: No, I think I can, I think I can pass on that one and, and not worry about it so that was basically it for mando monday num- number nine so uh again went out I with just, a fizzle I f- yeah I-, I think they overestimated what they were going to be able to do for like nine weeks i think they probably should have maybe held back some of those black series toys or uh vintage collection figures it, instead of releasing like all three it of them really at was one feast time or maybe stretch yeah. it out yeah yeah, I mean, they put out, like, what, four Black Series figures? All at the very there like beginning. There's, like, a Moff Gideon, Quill, Grief, and then somebody else, I thought. But they put all those Black Series out right in the beginning, and you're left with nothing. It should have been probably a little bit better Can spaced out. Can you imagine think, but- if
5: they did a, a Luke and a Dark Trooper two-pack? They could have
4: charged a $100 for them and sold a million yeah Hasbro. oh yeah and that's <laughs> idiots <laughs> part, part of me right now is just waiting to see what hot toys does because i know there's got to be a dark trooper in the works there has to be a boat cool. if, if hot toys does the, the dark right trooper now,
5: they've got to do it with the hoses so like you can pop them off or something <laughs> like you get like the, when they were the,
4: charging. the the little bay that they're yeah. sitting in like you can hook them up to the hoses yes that'd be sweet um but yeah, I think I'm gonna wait, see what Hot Toys puts out. I'm sure. Um, I, I know Hasbro's already put out a bunch of code names for stuff that's to be released early 2021 uh, and through the summer of next year. Uh, no idea what they're going to be, but lots of stuff coming. So I bet it's a Darth Vader uh, figure. <laughs> Jedi Luke. Yeah. Hey, Jedi Luke's hot right he now though. So hot right so, now, and those people, better, um, they know, they will. Yeah. There was tons of those on the peg oh. like two months ago at Walmart. Now there's probably none. I was at
5: my Target the other day, and there was just stacks and stacks and stacks of the Dagobah, Luke, and Yoda. The two-pack? Yeah. Oh, yep. man. Yes. 20-some deep sitting on the still shelf. Still charging full price for those things, though. I'll pick yep. one up when they mm-hmm. half it, but not till then.
4: It And I, I'll say it's not my favorite figure, but it is kind of cool. You can literally balance the Luke on one hand. Mm-hmm and put the Yoda up on top of his foot. That is cool. That's actually pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, but not worth the price point that they've got it at. So I will, I too will wait until clearance. So um, other news and notes that we've got, uh, we, uh, John Favreau was on, was it the, t- uh, Good morning, Good Morning America. America. The other day, um, released some little tidbits here and there on upcoming Disney projects that are in the works. We already knew about most of that stuff from the investor meeting last week. Um, But he did confirm one big thing that a lot of people had questions on was whether or not um, Mando season three was actually going to be the book of Boba Fett. Um, and that was going to somehow take its place. And Legitimately, there are people out there freaking out about it, and he did confirm the Book of Boba Fett series is not Mando Season 3. It is a separate entity in and of itself. Uh, I believe it has already begun filming, so there you go.
5: It's weird how people come to those conclusions.
4: That never even crossed my mind.
3: Apparently, there's a small... I what actually don't know the size of it, but there are people that are concerned that Pedro, like whatever the drama from pre- the previous that was reported from the previous season, um, is he is like something is still going on, or or you know there like there was something going on and mm-hmm. that um or is, and then that is still going on that affects affected season three um, because Favreau was like. Um, and our lead character who we all love will be returning or something like that. And he didn't say like, he didn't say
4: his name. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I, I always, I always tell people there is some truth in rumors, but at the same time, don't believe everything you hear. So, you know, just be patient and figure they'll figure it out. I'm not worried about it. So. Um, we did have one big thing happen uh, end of last week that was uh, really kind of hard, and it was really, um, I don't want to say, the timing of it was um, oddly coincidental, I guess, with the finale of The Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, Jeremy Bullock passed away last Thursday. Um, Star Wars fans, you all know him as the original Boba Fett. Um You know, he was the guy walking around in the armor. He's who you saw. Um, He's the one that kind of put those iconic looks uh, and stances in our minds. Um, And he passed away uh, last Thursday. So it was really kind of um, heartbreaking that, you know, it happened just before the season finale um, came out on uh, Disney Plus last week. Um, You know, and we got more Boba Fett in that episode. And clearly at the end of that episode, we have the announcement of, the new Boba Fett series. So um, heartbreaking to hear, um, you know, our hearts go out to his family, his friends, um, and our thoughts and prayers are with them. So um, hard to hear, hard to hear. I've so, always heard that he's a
3: great guy. Like, like yes. on the con circuit was always like extremely nice and generous with his time with fans too. So I yeah. mean,
4: that's, I had heard yeah. that as well. Everybody that I know that has, gotten autographs or photos with him said he was like the nicest dude and just took took his time with everybody and um was really conscious of the fans um love and admiration of him so um you know uh, hats off to jeremy bullock just a fine gentleman overall and he will be terribly missed hey this is dominic pace who played gecko the bounty hunter from the mandalorian happy to be your star wars friend you're listening to the Star Wars Friends Show.
3: Shooter! Or something! Hey, Star Wars friends, it's Josh, your favorite Star Wars friend and the resident John Williams 1%er. Do you want to be a John Williams one percenter like me? Well, here's a piece of John Williams trivia to help you push up your glasses at the other 99%. Did you know that John Williams has 52 Academy Award nominations in his career to date? The only other person with more nominations is some guy named Walter Disney? Never heard of the guy. Make sure to stay on Target and listen to the Star Wars Friends podcast every week for more John Williams content. Moving on to
4: something a little bit happier, I think we had by far the best episode of The Mandalorian, season one and season two, in my opinion. Um, It was absolutely epic. And I'm going to dive into this a little bit and I'm going to give you guys the rundown of just kind of the high level tips or like notes that I've got on this show for this week. And then we'll kind of dive into thoughts and and some of our favorite moments because there was a lot to unpack in this episode. But um, Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 8, Chapter 16, it was titled The Rescue. Um, It was written by Dave Filoni and John Favreau, directed by Peyton Reed, who also did um, Chapter 10 in The Mandalorian Season 2, which was The Passenger, Frog Lady. Um, The same cast of characters was relatively the same in this episode we got them all together kind of in one under one roof Uh, we did have a few new folks added to uh, the cast we did have one Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. And that's a spoiler. So if you haven't watched the episode yet, but you're listening to our show, you've messed up in the order. Go watch the episode first and then listen to our show and then you'll be okay. Um, and we did have Matt Wood back as Bib Fortuna. Um, but he actually played, and I didn't realize this, he actually did Bib Fortuna in uh the prequel trilogy stuff. So uh, during the pottery or the pottery skit, he's he's in there as Bib Fortuna. I did not know I didn't that. Know that so, either yeah, yeah. um
5: movie. Uh, yeah I didn't know he, I didn't <laughs> know he was in the prequels either that's cool or
4: as, as um, as. yeah uh, most of the episode takes place um, on Moff Gideon's ship we did get a little bit of an opening there where uh, we do find our heroes uh, capturing Dr. Pershing um, he is back in this episode they do catch up coming here to transport him.
5: shuttle in the process too
4: Yes, and then they go off to find Bo-Katan. They never said what planet she was on, did they? I don't think they did, but they they figured out where Bo was, and they go find her. Um, And then that was about the only other time that um, we saw them off of the ship. So roughly the first, what, 15 minutes of a 45-minute episode, they were in two other locations. So... Um, some quick interesting facts. Uh, Bo-Katan's ship we see parked on that planet near the cantina that they find her in. Um, the ship is a, and I'm going to butcher this because I I don't speak Mandoa, um, it's Comerk-class fighter and... Comerc is apparently Mandoa for gauntlet. And we had said that in the Friday night live stream. It is the gauntlet starfighter. So um, I just, I never knew the Mandoa term for it. And there you go. Um, The Arabesh text on the menu board that's hanging above Bo and um, Casca when you see it is, yeah, it is essentially the same menu or a lot of the same menu items that you find in Galaxy's Edge. Uh the Yoba Shrimp um is is one that you find at Galaxy's Edge, the Kadu Ribs, um, the Shock Kebab, uh, the Endorian Tipup, all of those things are Galaxy's Edge items. And there they are on the menu in this cantina that uh Costca is getting her grub on at. Um, we had uh, Bib Fortuna is seen at the end of this episode. And if you didn't stick around through the credits, um, he's all the way at the end. We get this lovely kind of teaser trailer shot for the Book of Boba Fett series at the end of the credits. But he is seen holding a staff, which actually came with his 1983 Kenner action figure, but was never actually seen in Star Wars episode six, uh, or episode, episode six Return of the Jedi. You never saw his staff. Um, so it was odd that he got a weapon with his figure, but never actually had it in real life. Um, and then this was the first, first live action appearance of Luke Skywalker in TV since the Muppet show, <laughs> since wow. the Muppet show in 1980 people, 1980, Mark Hamill went on the Muppet show and, and played Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, right? <laughs> So that was just a little bit of news and notes. Um, let's dive into this episode because there is a lot of cool stuff in this episode and we're not going to go back through the whole thing. We, we pretty much did that on Friday. So we're just going to kind of talk about some of the things that we liked or some of the things that we took away from this episode, some questions that we still have lingering out there. Um, but let's start with overall impressions. Um, Kyle, I'm going to go with you first. Overall impression of this episode, feelings, thoughts, emotions, what did you get out of it?
5: Yeah. Um. I really enjoyed it. I was surprised in a couple ways. I think I felt like at the very beginning of this series that maybe Din and Baby Yoda would separate and, you know, they would go their separate ways, at least for a while to do the Jedi thing and the Mm -hmm. Mandalorian thing. And I think I got talked out of that idea and I was on board that, no, this is just going to be the whole show. So I, w- I was surprised that they did end up splitting. I was surprised that Luke Skywalker showed up. Um, I, w- I was really surprised. I was surprised that they were able to um, take down Moff Gideon and defeat him and take the lightsaber or the dark saber all in about 20 minutes. I, I thought they were going to drag that out. Um, but... All in a good way. I, I mean, I like to be surprised. And I think if you always get what you expect, that's boring. And I think that it was a really great episode, and I can't wait to see where
4: they go next. And and we were wrong. Like we, you and I both said, yeah. we didn't think they would get the child back I didn't because think there it, was a it, chance. It struck me as not a very Filoni like ending. It was more of a favreau like ending where it ends on like a happy note, but yet we get a cliffhanger for something else yet to come. Um very Avengers-esque. Josh, what were your thoughts on this? Um we didn't get a lot of boba fett. That's we a, got a little fit.
3: That's okay. We got we've gotten plenty okay. of boba fett this season. I don't uh, I don't want this to become the boba fett show. I like that He's getting his own thing and he's yeah. not gonna dominate this show. Um, I like just like Kyle said, I I was pretty surprised. Like, um, obviously like if you think about it, canonically, like in the story, in the uni- in universe, it makes sense that the Jedi that comes for him is Luke. He's the most powerful mm-hmm. Jedi that's alive. He's actively built rebuilding the Jedi Order. Like, it makes sense that it's him. But, you know, because Mark is old. Are older than he should be for the time period. Um, I I didn't have made, a lot of
5: no no offense, Mr. <laughs> Hamill. <laughs> he
3: uh, he wasn't <laughs> I wasn't I didn't think that they would um, and I didn't think they'd recast him. So I wasn't I wasn't expecting to see Luke Skywalker. That was a huge shock. In fact, you guys mm-hmm. all said that you as soon as you saw the X-wing, you knew. And I thought when I saw the X-wing, I didn't know it was Luke until they showed him in color, not on the security cam and the lightsaber was green that's the moment i knew and then i saw mm. like the the one hand and the gloved hand and i was like definitely luke skywalker but like up until i was like well it's obvious it must be ahsoka like it mm. like who else would it be? who else would it be because uh, it's I not, not going to be luke they're not going to do luke i like, thought
5: the single x-wing was a dead giveaway to me but i i was shocked yeah, to see luke too that was mine. i was yeah. i you know and i i'm with you i don't i think story-wise it definitely makes the most sense I'm just yeah, surprised they took that big swing and went for it and 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 made that narrative choice and made that like difficult technical choice to make it work. Um I just didn't think they would and they, they did. I was surprised. And they kept a secret. Yes, yeah, that that was the-
4: my big thing. Yeah. That was the big thing is they kept it a secret. And Mark Hamill even commented, I think, that it had he had known for over a year. He tweeted a picture of himself
3: going like this. Like his finger
4: <laughs> up his mouth. That was the thing for me was getting the introduction of a, a new, and in this case, it's an old character, but getting an introduction of a new character into the show that had not been spoiled by people over the summer uh, was huge to me. That's the part. That's what I love. Cause that leaves that jaw dropping moment of, Oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Or I can't believe they brought this character in, or I can't believe they're using that ship or, did you see that blaster? I didn't even think they'd bring that into the show. Like that's the stuff that makes it fun. So for me to see a character like Mark Hamill, like Luke Skywalker introduced into the show when you least expected it was absolutely amazing. Cause there was no guarantees that anybody had heard him and was going to come to the rescue out in the middle of space. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you would just assumed he had talked to somebody, but we didn't know, where this episode was going to go. So, for me that was the the biggest part of that I think sequence that I loved. Go ahead, Josh.
3: Well, and and as like with Luke, he just like Vader in Rogue One, I think he really benefited from mm-hmm. having that mm-hmm. hallway like hallway scene. Luke is another person who, you know, if you're an EU fan, if you're a comic fan, if you're, you you you've heard about this Luke Skywalker who's immensely powerful, does all these Crazy things with the lightsaber and with the force, but we never really saw that because the, the, right. even the Luke that we see, you know, it's back when George told them that the lightsabers were heavy like swords. So they're not like swinging around, around like crazy like Hayden and, and Ewan were in the, in the prequels. So, um, it, it was nice to see him like just going ham on some droids, just mm-hmm. like, just like Vader was able <laughs> to do with the troopers in, uh, Rogue One.
5: Yeah. And I, I read it as in the context of Luke Skywalker from when we meet him, moisture farmer, whiny boy on Tatooine all the way until, you know, he dies on Octu Um, I think this fits nicely into his, his journey too. And to me, he's very much, um, he's kind of making the same mistakes that the the old jedi did um and kind of he's coming in with the lightsaber blazing he's hacking and slashing he's going to train this child he's going to get you know ahsoka who has kind of seen what happened when the jedi went by their old ways and followed their old traditions and saw the the flaws in that and she said we can't train this child and and I think that probably is the right decision. And then Luke came in with this whole other angle on it. And um, I, I just think that's really interesting to see where he is versus where she is and where he becomes later, you know, cause he very much is um, Luke Skywalker facing down the dark troopers, not the first order with a laser sword, you know, and um, mm-hmm. he evolves beyond that. And that's, you know, when Luke Skywalker, in my opinion, is at his best. But um, this is Luke Skywalker
4: at his, quote, most badass, I guess you would say. Yeah. Yeah. I I think there's a lot of people out there that really like this version of Luke Skywalker because they feel it ties in well with uh, Rian Johnson's version of Luke in The Last Jedi. And the reason that I say that, and I think the reason that a lot of people believe that is because Kyle, you're right. He is following the old Jedi ways, and he's like, "Oh, I can teach this kid. I can train him." He is at he's comfortable with his he's powers. Way, he's he's a at his peak. He's a little overconfident right now, and that's why you know he thinks he can train Grogu and lead him in the right direction. But yet, when we obviously when we see. Luke in the last Jedi he's run from that he's hidden he's he's failed gone away because he feels he yeah he has failed and and that's uh, a very different Luke and it's a Luke that most people don't like there's a lot of people out there that don't like that version of Luke Um, but that's why a lot of people look at this version of Luke and say here is kind of that start that led to that version. And and that's what you have to realize, I think. So, well, I think um, there's like two schools
5: of thought. Like, do you want, do you want the Jedi to be like the murdering good guys who can kill anybody? Or do you want them to be like spiritual monks? And like, Mm -hmm. I think there's people who believe both things, but those people are very opposed, you know?
4: Right. Right. So it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting take on the character of Luke. I thought it was great to watch. Um, you know, it was, it was super fun. Um, but I, I, I loved it. Absolutely. Jaw was on the ground the entire time. I don't know about you guys.
3: I have a scoop about Luke. Scoop Uh-oh. away. Yeah. Go ahead. I saw it on, I, I saw it on Reddit from a reliable source.
4: <laughs>
5: oh, sounds reliable uh, already. Yep. Yes.
3: That, that, so, you know, like some people were complaining about the CGI. Doesn't look perfect. Um, it's actually purposeful because that wasn't Luke Skywalker. It was Luke Skywalker with the two U's. Uh. And he's actually taking Grogu to Thrawn. Okay. Mic uh. like drop.
5: Yeah, that, don't drop your microphone. That's bad for it. But, Ooh. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's right. It's a twist. That sounds exactly 100% right. It's, hey, you don't uh, know you're, an interesting you're,
3: twist. you. You said yourself, you don't know the EU as well as I do. So why don't you just back up, sir?
4: No, it's true. I
5: don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely what's happening.
4: Uh, and you know what? I think if they had put that in like the credits and it was L U U K E, do you know how many people would be freaking out right about now? Like, holy crap! Did they really just do that?
3: Um, and then yeah, and then Favreau comes out on Good Morning America and admits it was a typo. Like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just lets it simmer Sorry. for the weekend and then Yes. Oh,
4: people would be losing their stuff, man. That would be ridiculous. Um, did you guys feel and I don't care who answers first. Do you guys feel that them putting Luke Skywalker because there are a lot of fans out there that think this? Do you feel that them putting Luke Skywalker in this episode was fan service?
3: Yeah. I'm sick of hearing about fan
4: service.
5: It definitely was, but that doesn't mean it was like the wrong choice or that it was bad. I mean, <laughs> I think uh, yeah, having, and- having Luke Skywalker in his Jedi robes, ignite his green saber and hack up a bunch of dark sabers. Yeah. of Like that's definitely exactly what fans, especially OT fans want to see. That's definitely fan service, mm-hmm. but it was also like serving the story and made sense. So I like, I think to always assume that fan service has to be a negative thing or that it has to be a bad thing. It's only bad when it's shoehorned in for no
4: reason. And I don't, I that's don't think that's the key. It, yep. Right. Yeah. That's the key right there. Right. So we talked a little bit about it on Friday where I think if you're, if you're inserting things from different places, times, that fit the narrative and push the story forward. It's not necessarily fan service. If you're taking something and just sticking it into an episode and trying to make it work and it's not written well or um, drawn well or whatever it may be, I, I think that is where you get into that well, level like, of fan service. That's just not the like point pushing too hard.
5: Not, maybe not the point, but it's not a point of art fan service. Like it, you want people to like it. What, you want the, the fans to enjoy it. Is, like, I mean, that's not like, yeah, it, it's only bad if there's no reason for it, like to do things that the mm-hmm. fans are going to enjoy. Like why, why is that like a curse word? I don't understand why that's like considered a <laughs> universally bad thing. It's just not.
3: When it's like, right. Does no. every Star Wars, does every Star Wars story have to have, no references to any other Star Wars story? Because like, at what point is it like, oh, there's a twilight in this episode. There was a twilight in Return of the Jedi. Oh, it fan service. It's like,
4: <laughs> stupid, stop. Right, that's stupid, yes. um, I And I think I said that on Friday where I, I think this fit perfectly. This was, it was beautiful. It was seamless. It, it was in an appropriate time. Um, I don't think there was anything fan service about it. And But I went back to that, Toro Callahan Calican. Calican? It's Calican, I think. Calican episode where they intentionally stuck him in the booth in the cantina in Mos Eisley with his feet up on the table like Han Solo and there I go it's not really pushing the story forward we already knew they were in the same cantina from the bar and, and what they got when they first walked in but to like push it to the point where you're like alright we're going to put this guy right in that same booth to me that's more of fan service cuz people look at it and go, "Oh, that's the same booth," right? versus it's actually doing anything for the story or incorporating those otherworldly characters into the narrative in the story that's occurring. Go ahead, Josh. I
3: would I would argue that so it definitely is more it, it, it definitely leans more towards the negative connotation of fan service than mm-hmm. anything else that people have been complaining mm-hmm. about with this show, but I would say The Toro I have, scene,
2: you're talking the, about Luke.
3: The no, this but, the scene with uh, with um hack solo um okay (laughs) yeah i didn't even uh, think
5: that was that terrible either
3: well so my thought process was what did i what did i think immediately when i saw that guy how dare he sit in that spot so it like set me up to Mm -hmm. not like this guy and you're supposed to not not like me right yeah yeah (laughs) so like yeah it didn't i didn't even give it a second thought and every like there there definitely has been a lot of like Oh my God! There's that thing I love from that other Star Wars thing in this in this season, especially with Bo-Katan and another trip to Tatooine and the spiders and Ahsoka and Luke and the Dark Troopers and you know etc etc etc. But every one of those things fit in the story. Oh, and Boba Fett! Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost forgot to say Boba Fett. <laughs> every one of those things right. fit in the story perfectly and made sense and wasn't shoehorned in. So stop complaining. Well like, like is yeah. Star Trek. Yep. is giving
5: Boba Fett like a an actual scene to be badass and and wreck some stormtroopers is that fan service? 100%. Yes, that's like exactly what people have wanted to see for 40 years, but it wasn't a bad thing. It was still good and it right. was still good right. for the story. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand the well, negative. Look at how many people
3: we've had Look at how many people in our orbit who were like Boba Fett, nah, who were like okay, I'm willing to listen <laughs> right. now. Not one of them. Well, well from, from, okay, I'm willing to listen to, okay, space daddy. Like, w- you know, the, yeah. the full spectrum of <laughs> responses. So, right. Yeah. And it, it was,
4: it was, you know, we've talked about that. It's something that I think, uh, those Boba Fett fans had been waiting for, for a long time. So, I you know, that validation is, is legit now and it's, it's good to see in the star Wars universe. So, um, what else? let's go around real quick So give me some of your let's say like top three moments in this episode. We clearly just talked about Luke I think he's everybody's probably top moment uh, in in this episode. Josh, what's another what's another thing for you that really stuck out in this episode that you really enjoyed?
3: Well to not steal the other really big one, I will go with one that is very specific to me and say that I I was very excited. To see Kasker Reeves back and for her to have lines, but then she also yeah. did a tornado DDT. It was on killer. Boba Fett <laughs> with and a jetpack was like, yeah. So yeah, yes, yeah, please. It was like uh, it was awesome <laughs> to have a wrestling actor, a or, or wrestler who is also an actor in Star Wars. Figure out a way to do a wrestling move on someone, and it, for it to fit and not to look like, oh, hey, there's the wrestler doing a wrestling move. Like it was. It was very cool mm. for
4: me. Yeah. yeah. Good choice. That whole fight scene was beautiful. Yeah. They're both.
3: It was. It was yeah. So yeah. Fun. <laughs> I liked the flamethrower
5: yeah. on flamethrower. It's very good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to also say something that was kind of like an obscure thing, but right in the cold open when they're, uh, basically kidnapping Dr. Pershing, um, Cara and one of the pilots are having like a, a bit of a discussion, and he's, oh, yeah. He's being a real jerk about blowing up Alderaan, and she's Alderanian. Which sometimes did I say that right? Alderain, Alderanian. Yeah. Alderaanian? Yeah, but which uh, sometimes I forget about. But um, and he called the tattoo on her face a tear, which made it seem like it's something that maybe everybody that is from Alderaan that survived or maybe a bunch of them, or maybe the soldiers from Alderaan or something, maybe all got that, you know, and cause I've seen people mention her tattoo on her arm. She covered it up in the one episode in season one. So people wouldn't know or whatever, but um, they've never made mention of that one on her face. And I remember at the very beginning before the show even started, that was something people were really interested in. They were zooming in on action figures and trying to figure out what that was and speculating and, Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was just a cool little side comment.
4: And it, it was a cool it was a cool scene in general because we just had the previous episode with the Rhydonium where they went to go find Bill Burr or Migs Mayfeld, right? And through that episode, you kind of, you know, at times, I'm not gonna say that like kind of at times we're like yay the empire did something yay they achieved something they got the Rhydonium in there right yeah and they're like all applauding him and cheering him on (laughs) and then you get to the guy the jerk uh in in the diner or in the cafe and he's just you know typical imperial yeah just an absolute a-hole right and makes it like oh god He's the worst. He's the worst. Right. And then you get the start of this one, right. Where these two pilots are clearly just escorting Dr. Pershing and then they get hijacked, um, by Boba Fett and the crew. And the one smokes the other pilot. Cause he's like, I'm not with it. Like I'm not with him. I don't have a death wish. And, um, but then the other guy, he brings up a good point. He's like, well, he's like, I mean, there were millions of people on that death star. Like, Again, probably some that did not join the empire willingly. Some were probably technicians forced to work on the Death Star. Well, you know, that's like a that running gag. Also, innocent people in other right? pop that,
5: cultures that doing a Star Wars like, is what? murdering a bunch of people without feeling guilty about it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So here, here again, it's like there were you a lot know, of contractors what, on that Death Star. Yeah, yeah. There were contractors, there were technicians, there were probably people working on that ship that did not. Both hey, there was presumably less there. people on the Death Star than there were on Alderaan. Mm-hmm. Now, both well, Death Stars I, I together, know, I don't know. but Well, and I know the first one was largely built on the backs of the Geonosians, right? Yes. They were the ones essentially Correct. building the Death Star and used as essentially slave labor to put it together. So they didn't want to be. Putting it together, but they were forced to do it by the, the agreement that.
3: <laughs> I was uh, just going to say. It? That.
4: Yeah, it's a deep cut rebel show, <laughs> <click> guys.
3: <laughs> I'm going to um, call you Click Clack.
4: <laughs> was it? Was it uh, Sun Fack? Is that the leader? I think of the Geonosians at one yeah, point, or one he was them. the one that basically contracted with them to build the thing and put his people into slavery. So
3: you know, he, it, it's so that was he, after Poggle the Lesser. Uh, I don't. Was he before or after? I don't remember. Well, Pago the Lesser was the leader. He was the leader during, during, during Attack of the Cl- Clones. They don't
5: last a long time. The Gene oceans No.
0: Hi, this is Delilah S. Dawson, your Star Wars friend, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends podcast. <laughs>
2: Looking for fun and excitement without having to join the First Order or Resistance? Come join your Star Wars friends and experience the fun and excitement at Canto Bight Hotel and Casino located on the beautiful planet of Cantonica. Our state-of-the-art facility offers a beautiful Fathia racetrack, all the newest tables, and the finest libations and cuisine across the galaxy. Enjoy top-notch entertainment nightly such as Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes. The Max Rebo Band And Erodia Ventifoli Witness some of the fastest sky racing in the galaxy with first-rate pilots Hype Fazon. Hype Fazon is in the building! Toradoza.
0: Doza Where's my cute little furball?
2: Freya Fenris And Griff Halloran
4: Okay, I still don't get why we all had to come along Just
2: listen to some of our happy guests Oi! Misa love Canto Bite Hotel and Casino. Misa win muy muy credits. Whether you're here for relaxation or excitement, the Canto Bite Hotel and Casino can provide whatever you desire. There is so much to do here, odds are you'll have the time of your life. Maybe. Gambling problem? Reach out by Hotline to New Republic Gaming Addiction Hotline. The number is 800 IMI ndbt The brand is 800 IMI ndbt One more time, the number is 800 I'm in debt. This advertisement has been brought to you by the Star Wars Friends. Please gamble responsibly.
0: We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Star Wars Friends podcast. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on all things Star Wars. If you're enjoying the Star Wars Friends, please leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. And make it a great one! Now, back to the Star Wars Friends.
4: So you got this pilot, and he's like clearly trying to rub like rubber. He's like, "Look, you know, we felt that Alderon was an equivalent, equal, like an equal for you know blowing up the Death Star." And that's and not how that went. That
3: doesn't make any and, sense. Though. And he
4: was trying to. He was well. He what well, he said he was on the first one, right? He, yeah, he couldn't have. Yeah, so they blew up Alderon, and then uh, he, was he, he on the second he one. He said, too, said it was no?
5: it was worth it to rid the galaxy of terrorists. It was called Alderinian's yeah. Terrace, which is ridiculous. Terrace, but, but also I guess so, somewhat true by the exact letter.
4: Yep. As uh, as Palpatine would say, "What is it? Good as a matter of perspective." one hundred percent true. So anyway, he's he try again. This this dude is like trying to like get you on their side, and then he's like. Then he starts going into jerk mode, and he drank the
3: Kool Aid. He drank like a whole <laughs> pitcher of that Kool Aid. Yeah. Justin, we yeah. know you're not an <laughs> because like,
4: you're the only one who started off on his side. I was never on this guy's side. As soon as he yeah, smoked I was like, his well, partner, I just I was, think it's funny because already, it's it's hard. How do you tell a story from the other side, right? Like that's and and I, I would say Alphabet Squadron has done a really really good job of trying to capture the perspective of the other side. Right and and give a a different twist on it because you we only really see one side. The, right? ba- the Battlefront story mode did that a little bit, but um, yeah, yeah, and, and well, it, but but it, it was an interesting like here here's a little here we're just gonna poke at you a little bit more and then oh we're gonna go right back to no these guys are jerks we need to to get rid of them that's that's the bottom line and it was it was just kind of cool to see it like trying to rub and edge her on he does and and he she blasts him in the face right next to Dr. Pershing's head.
3: Yeah. He's like, um, ah, like,
4: <laughs> yeah. Which if so you saw in the next ear, scene, man. when they bring him into the ship and they kind of talk about the plan, if you look at his right ear, he's missing a piece of his right ear. Ah,
3: like make, yeah, go back
4: and watch it again. He's missing a little chunk out of his right ear when they're talking about the plan there. So, um, but yeah, that part I thought was, I, I was happy to see Dr. Pershing again. I don't know about you guys. I kind of like Dr. Pershing. Dr. Pershing. He's like, Yeah, he's he's like super smart. So he's a regular
3: um, old Kyle Bright. This guy.
4: (laughs) It would be nice to see him. I hope not. He's like the biggest sissy in the whole
5: show. He's worse than the (laughs) Terry Mithral.
4: I would love, but I would like to see him more and explain what he knows or what he has been doing. Man of science, do you know what I mean? Not well. Yeah, he's a man of science, but like, what are you cloning in the jars? What are you doing? What are you? Yeah, like, I want like yeah. I want him to, like, fess up and say, this is what we're working Nobody's on. Nobody's asked him. He, he's giving up any information. No. Someone should just say, yes. so what's the project? No one cares. I, I mean, clearly you're focused on the task at hand, going to capture Moff Gideon, some time. right? They were all huddled but around. But nobody the on the ship, the entire time that you're, like, in hyperspace traveling with them, thinks to go, hey, so I have a question about that Imperial base back on Navarro. What were those
3: things in the jars? Like nobody asks him. Nobody wants to know. Hey, remember, on, you know, there this 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 bunch don't ask a lot of questions. I, th- one of the small gripes that I had with with this sh- episode was that Luke waltzes in, takes the child, never says anything, never said like he said says things, but he never says like, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm a Jedi Master. Da, da 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 Like nothing, never. He just like says, "Oh, I'm going to take him and train him, or whatever." He's like, "Okay, bye, yeah. peace out." Like, because because Mando
4: Mando says, "Are you a Jedi?" And he says, "I am," just confidently. Yeah, I am. That's all he says. He doesn't say, "I'm Luke Skywalker." He doesn't hey, say. When master Yoda tells, tells you, "Death Star, I'm when like, gone. Am I the last of the Jedi? Yeah. Will you be? You know, you're a freaking mm-hmm. Jedi." Yeah
2: you don't don't have to question it
4: and that's that's all he that's all he does and he does say he's like until he master he's like i will give my life to keep the child safe but until he masters his abilities he will never be safe right i think that's some along those lines is what he says so he does drop a little bit of knowledge on the crew but ultimately they don't question anything they're just like okay Bye. I mean, I think. Bye, Grogu. I, I think have th- fun at camp.
5: I think the <laughs> spectacle they watched on the on the uh, security cameras kind of spoiled the lead. I think they they knew they were dealing with the Jedi Master
4: at that point. <laughs> right. Right. Um, can we talk for a minute about Dark Troopers? Yeah. Because I love the Dark Troopers. I was just kind of upset that I only got to see the one in action. Because you could have put together some like really really good fight scenes with all of those mandos and a couple of the dark troopers instead of just the one the the fight scene we got was amazing i loved it it was it was fun to watch um he was clearly clearly out out matched there was just no until he pulled out that beskar spear to like shove up underneath the helmet and like sever the head he was there was no way he was beating that thing he used every trick in his arsenal and couldn't get it done. And then he pulls out the pure Beskar spear and just whoosh, through the neck and then
3: dislodges. I don't, I don't know neck, why he
5: tried every single thing he had on him
4: before that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he didn't uh, just, just hit the nose. <laughs> and then just goes boing back into a little, little ball. Yeah. A little bit different. He should have tried I a mean, roll. Roll. Oh, You want to
3: right? laugh. I see it in your face. You want to laugh. That's not that. what that is. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um it, it, they were i mean they were really really cool looking um you know again the music a, a very very different style when we first see them kind of like power up and start to turn on i was waiting for the beat to drop from the uh, dubstep remix that we got uh in that sequence from um uh what's this fa- um from um what's the ludwig composer ludwig. yes thank you um it, it, yeah, I was just sitting there like, "Oh, this music is fantastic," and it just fit perfectly with kind of the Dark Trooper mo. So I love that. Trying part. to picture you
3: in the club with some death with some glow sticks, <laughs> little red glow sticks, like, yeah, um,
4: yes, because that would totally be where I am at on a Friday Sounds or a Saturday fun. night, right? Right. Um, what else did you guys like, Kyle? What's another? What else did you take away from this episode that you Loved, or even didn't love, or maybe had questions on. Um, Bring it up, Kyle. What? What? What am I bringing <laughs> up? You know what? I don't think I do. I think I know. I think Are I
3: know we, what he's talking about. I but, don't
5: want to say the thing I'm thinking of because then I'm afraid it'll be ahead, something else. Go, go
3: ahead. I want to see if we're on the same wavelength.
5: <laughs> okay. Nope. Nope. I liked the the dark Saber discourse, but but. I don't Strong get butt. why I, I can, I can jump through some hoops to justify it, but I don't necessarily get why it's okay for Bogtan to just take the dark saber from Sabine and not just take it from din. Uh, ding, 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 if, ding, if ding, he ding. yields <laughs> yeah. to her and gives it to her willingly, I feel like what, I don't know. I, I, I I don't really get that, but I do like how Agreed. as soon as Din defeated Moff Gideon and then did not kill him, and knew, and Moff Gideon realized he was going to the bridge to see this, he's like, "Oh, this is going to be good." He knew he was about to watch a soap opera, <laughs> yeah. uh, some Ricky Lake yeah. or something. Does anybody know what that is? Is that too old
4: of a? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. She the one with the red glasses. God, that's no, that's, that's Sally,
5: Sally, Sally Jesse Raphael. That's Sally. Come on, okay, get your all right. daytime trashy talk shows together. <laughs> I,
3: I will say that uh, Katie Sack, the look on Katie Sackoff's face when he came back with the dark saber in his Just hand. She is like completely oh,
5: exasperated. It's mm-hmm. like someone
3: farted in the ah,
5: in the, the audacity
3: <laughs> Said I had one role. Um Did did you guys ever hear that story that Ewan McGregor told about how Daniel Logan? like they kept having to shoot the scene um where like he opens the door and gives a dirty look to to Obi-Wan I have and he, they like story. he was he wasn't doing it right he wasn't doing it right and then Ewan pulled him aside and he's like just imagine that I like farted and it smells terrible and and then he did it and they got it <laughs> it was the but, fart face that did it yeah that was the yeah. one that made
4: it to that's awesome to the screen it's hilarious, but yes, that's I was on the same page there, Josh. That's what I was thinking too. Because again, if you go back to Rebels, um, if if you go back to what was it um, trials Trials of the Dark like Saber season four, <laughs> yeah, it was um, Heroes of Hero, Heroes of Mandalore Part Two. Um, is where she gives her the weapon. Um,
5: yeah, this spans in, in like willing, two arcs.
4: Like, yeah, it, and it's. It was just interesting, though, because at the end of that, you know, they we talked about it Friday. She says, you know, they could stand to use a strong leader like you, and we're not the only ones that think that. And then the landing bay opens, or the the hatch opens up, and they kind of walk down the ramp. Um, You know, she had given her the saber. They kind of walk down the ramp, and then you have all of the representatives from the houses of Mandalore, the different clans, there basically says, you know, Clan Ren supports you, and cl- you have the backing of um, the Rook Rook House or whatever it is, and and they all kind of chime in. The protectors um, back her, so it, it's it's kind of odd. And I'm sure, and I'm sure, I am sure. Is mean, Dave Filoni here? I'm sure he has already figured all this out as to why she was willing to accept it there and in that situation, but here it may be different a different situation why she could not do it so i, I don't know well, uh, maybe we'll get that explanation in season three
5: and again know. it's just in jaron John's snowing it up he just doesn't know anything he's got no clue he's he's got no experiences no. he's he's so sheltered he has no idea what's going on any of the time
3: yeah yep so this is your headcanon like mine then that she probably like i took it before and then I failed, so I can't take it again. I have to do it the old way. I have to win it the right way.
5: I'm wondering if um, other Mandalorians used the fact that it was just given to her as a way to like undermine her authority. Because that's always a right. problem on Mandalore is the division between the houses and the clans. So I wonder if the fact that she just accepted it, she didn't get the respect. That she would have if she had actually fought Sabine for it, and now she doesn't want that to happen again. Um, which I guess isn't totally different than what you were saying, but it's—I uh, I don't know. I guess they're going to explain it. I'm sure they will.
3: Do you have to kill the other person during the duel for it to count?
5: Um, I don't know. D- Darth Maul definitely did. He he lopped Killed the head right off of a Previsla. And then Darth Maul had it for a long, long time. Um, but Then we lose it. Well, Darth Maul had it. He showed it to Ezra, and then Ezra just kind of took it off the table, even though Darth Maul told Mm -hmm. him not to. And then then they gave it to Sabine because she's Mandalorian. And I believe when Sabine was fighting Gar Gar Saxon out on the ice, she chose not Mm -hmm. to kill him. Although, and he was trying to get the dark, she, she was trying to it. get the dark saber from he was trying to get the dark saber from her. So I don't know if that's different, but but he ended up dying anyway because he was going to stab her in the back like a coward. So uh, Sabine's mom yeah. saved her. So I don't I don't know if that's specified really.
3: I also wondered. The more I thought about it, I also wondered if there was some factor into it that like. When she took it before, she took it from Sabine Wren of House Wren, like a and it, like is is there a difference between taking it from like someone from an established, important Mandalorian family and taking it from a foundling from a cult?
5: That just sounds elitist. Now, Josh,
3: are, are we saying that I don't, I, don't I don't know? I don't know. They, they definitely are. I I think that they are. <laughs> they definitely are. Telling <laughs> Boba Fett is not a real Mandalorian. Well, he's.
4: Yeah, I, it's I don't. It it, it's like hard. It's kind of do strange. we assume and do we assume that Previsla just had it f- in his family lineage that entire time, or or do we know how I don't think, got I think it? that.
3: Well, I think that's the understanding is that is that they had it just it had been passed down, um, and we don't. It's not. Um, I was looking back into the lore when I was doing some research like a couple weeks ago. And like the three factions of um, like Mandalorians, you you know you have the the dark the the uh, the Death Watch, the uh, the true Mandalorians who were like the who who were the um, like militant wearing their armor but are but honorable ones. And then you had the new Mandalorians who were the pacifist ones. Like they had actually been in power a lot longer than I think it, they, than it seems when we come to Mandalore and Rebels. Like they had been in power on Mandalore for like hundreds of years at that point. And, and the, the, the Mandalorians who still wore their armor, the two different groups had been, you know, on Concord Dawn or wherever else. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you had like, the new Mandalorians got rid of those titles, but the leader of the two, the leader of the two other groups, still called themselves Mandalor. So uh, my guess is that from the time that, like, the more militant um, Mandalorians were no longer in power, until you know the time of uh, Clone Wars, you had um, it was like the leader of Death Watch had the the saber, not the leader of the Mandalorians as a total hmm. in total,
5: which is one of those things yeah. like any kind of civil war where pre Visla would be saying he is actually the true leader of Mandalore right. and, and Satine, the Duchess Satine would be saying the same thing.
3: Well, and then yeah. you had the third, you know, you had the third group of the true Mandalorians who their Mandalore was Jango Fett after Jasta Muriel died. So,
4: I feel like we need a a Mando historian on this show, kind of like the the guy in Ancient Aliens with the big hair, yeah, like this. I can't I can't remember his last name, the Greek guy, but he's he's we, he talks about the he's ancient,
3: a meme. We know ex, extraterrestrials. Yeah.
4: Yes, uh, I love that guy. Um, but yes, it, basically Mandalore is like Scotland um, with a bunch of fighting houses um, or Shakespearean play People drama, whatever a lot you prefer. Yeah, there's always things in motion on Mandalore. So, um, but it was really cool to kind of get that lore of Clone Wars pulled into yeah. the Mandalorian here about the Dark and the Rite of Challenge. Well, there's just so. always been so many questions about
5: Mandalorians and how that all fits together because we've gotten a lot of information, but not nearly enough to connect it all. And I just wonder how many questions they're going to answer. By the time this series is over. I mean, it's called the Mandalorian or how much are we actually going to flesh mm-hmm. out this Mandalorian history and, and where they're going and all that. I hope right.
3: season three is all. I would, Mandalorian I would love lore.
5: that. I would love, that. I don't
3: even like, I wouldn't so even cool. be upset if we didn't see Grogu the whole season or maybe not until the end of the season. And it was just all dark saber Mandalorian history, Mandalorian lore stuff. Like
5: I'd be all about that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, seeing, um, seeing Mandalore in live action at all would be awesome.
3: I can't imagine I mean, that we're not yeah. going to. It,
4: I, the only thing that I would say about Mandalore at this point is, is they keep kind of going back to that place is a mess. It's a death trap, right? That's what Boba Fett mm-hmm. said. Yeah. It's, it's yeah it's got to be just not a nice planet it's been that way though
5: i mean look at clone wars they were already having like domed cities because the whole planet is ravaged yeah and that was
4: whatever 30 30 years ago at this point a little less yeah so those domed cities were actually pretty nice on the inside but um you know and, and it would make you think that it's a very nice place but uh, I imagine at this point, it's just got to be a, a, just an absolute mess. Or it's so, not. They've been saying um, that
5: you can't believe everything you
4: hear. And that stuff's propaganda, <laughs> you know, like he shows up and there's just flat fields full of flowers and it's all nice. Like, hey, Mando. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think another thing that um, was, was very, very uh, awesome to see in this episode was uh, the strong, female lead characters driving the story through like this episode uh more so than than you know it was din in the beginning a little bit um he was really more of a, a side character to costca Bo, uh cardoon and um fennec shand you know, devising this awesome plan to get into the ship to to tackle this from like a two two headed monster approach uh, and then actually getting into the ship and laying waste to tons of stormtroopers uh, on their way to the bridge to try to capture Moff Gideon. Um, you know, they they worked together flawlessly as a team. Um, they were together. You know, beforehand, some of them had known each other for a couple episodes at this point um, and had kind of built that relationship up. So I think that made it flow a little bit better when they actually went to their plan. And we talked about this on the live show on Friday where uh, if you go back to Avengers Endgame, they tried to do something very similar with that, but it almost felt forced. Like all these female characters who had not met each other come together for like this one scene to kind of escort... Um, you know, they find Peter Parker clearly with the, with the glove and uh, um, Captain Marvel takes it. And then they're going to escort her to the other side where the, where Ant-Man's van was. Um, but it didn't totally like fit the narrative of Endgame, game. And I think a lot of people felt that it was kind of forced or pushed in there. Whereas this seemed very organic, I don't know, like organic and part of the story. And it happened naturally from beginning a couple episodes ago to, what it is now. And it was, it was super cool to see strong women in star Wars. Absolutely kicking ass. Go ahead. Kyle. It's not generally my favorite thing to watch
5: just like as a general rule, but the, the action set pieces in this episode were plentiful and they were incredible. You know, there was the Casca and Boba bar fight that we talked about earlier, which was mm-hmm. great. There's
4: she kicked his yeah, ass. <laughs> there was she kicked the his ass.
5: four women um, clearing out basically the whole uh, ship, which was also awesome. Mm-hmm. You've got Din and the Dark Trooper. You've got Din and Moff Gideon. You've got Luke and all of the Dark Troopers, um, and every single one of those was incredible in its own right i think fennec shan like with hand-to-hand combat she dodged a blaster bolt she's picking people off with a blaster um she was great and Mm -hmm. she's about to be a huge part of star wars in the next couple years she's gonna be in it looks like three different series in in the next year which is pretty impressive for a, a relatively new character but uh, that does bring me to, like, one more gripe I had. I've been talking for, like, five minutes straight now, I feel like. But can I complain about one thing? No, go ahead. Yeah. Carol Dune said her gun is jammed. Jammed, When yes. have you heard someone in Star Wars call it a gun? <laughs> I did not care for that. Yes. I it, They, like, now the physicality and the choreography of her messing with the gun and using it as, like, a melee weapon and then swinging it over their heads in the in the elevator, uh, that was all really cool. I cannot believe she called it a gun. Like was, yeah. it, was that yep. a mistake, and they just never went back and reshot it, calling it a blaster. I can't even imagine.
4: I don't know. I I'd have to go back and watch this. that. I was shocked it jammed. Period. I've n- as anybody's. Yeah, I don't. I don't really you know, know how seen anybody's I don't blaster, blaster jam in any Star
5: Wars stuff necessarily. So. She had that big thing right. with like the the clip on the bottom. It seemed like like a detachable magazine or something, but
3: I, yeah, that doesn't bother me. I think but a gun. It should have overheated. Is what it, the battery pack should have overheated yes. or something like that Agreed. would have been the the actual um you know way that that would have worked in universe. Yeah,
4: yeah, which which a lot of them in games or videos or whatever when they overuse the blaster, yes, it overheats and it has to like cool down before you can reset it which gives you a new amount of like light bullets or whatever. So um, yeah, that was a little odd. Um, Was it Bo that in, when they're in the elevator, Bo's like, do you need some help with that? (laughs) She's like, no, I think I got it. Like just slams it on the ground and get it to work again. Um, Bang it on the floor to fix it. Yeah, It was, yeah. The, the one thing that, um, you know, I thought was very interesting too, was, um, you know, when, when we get back on the bridge, And Din clearly has the Darksaber, right? And he is a quote-unquote Mandalorian, but does not know anything about its history or its past or anything like that. And when Moff Gideon basically explains that, oh, the person that owns the Darksaber rules Mandalore, right? And he's like, oh, well, here you go. And he just goes to hand it over to Bo. He barely knows Bo-Katan as a ruler, as a person, other than what he has encountered in like two or three episodes that we see them together. And he's just like, oh, yeah, here you go. I think I don't he care just about doesn't that.
5: care about any of it like, at all. It's like, in- he it doesn't, doesn't matter. care. He's right. He's not concerned with it.
4: She could be a ruthless, evil dictator.
3: He, he made and a he's deal with, like her. with her. Oh, he's like, help me. I know what you want. Yeah. I know, this is what I want. Let's work together. So he's like, oh, here's the thing you wanted, you know?
5: I, well, and Moff Gideon made a really good comment too. It, he said something to the effect of, "It's not about the weapon or the sword or whatever. It's about the
4: story. You know, oh, it's, it's the story. It's not just yeah, when, about having track, it. The right it's of about how to get yeah. it? Um, yeah. Yep. It seems who did odd you to, have to me that kill to get it.
3: Yeah. It seems odd to me that the guy who is in a group that's descendant from Death Watch." wouldn't know what the dark saber was. Yeah. What right? kind of
5: cult was this? Like what right? were they even indoctrinating them with? This is like a big part of their whole backstory or maybe, yeah, maybe since like- the last part of the last death watch guy who had it, got his head cut off by it. They're just erasing it from history.
4: Mm, could be I don't know. like, here, let's just forget about, let's start yeah. again. <laughs> let's, let's start anew. Um, but yeah, that's again, he's, he's, he's rescued by death watch. How do you not know He's a, child a the little launch. bit about He's the history of it? Of the whole yeah, like it's cult. Or maybe they don't talk about that?
3: I don't know. Well, That's I'm a bad thinking part they.
4: history that they don't talk about? I don't
3: get it. I'm thinking they must have broke away even more from de- even from Death Watch because like a lot of Death Watch became Maul's super commandos. So it's like, mm. you know.
5: Um, it just got so this, splintered down the this road is that all it was. Like, 20 plus years after that too so i'm sure there's been a mandalore mandalore changes like every five years so a lot of things happen yeah. between then and now yeah quote now
4: yeah hi this is gary widow very proud to be a star wars friend you are listening to the star wars friends podcast
5: this is darth vader dark lord of the sith and you are listening to the star wars friends show do not underestimate the power of this podcast.
4: But that was the, the strong female characters in star Wars is awesome. And for those, I'm sorry for those of you out there that don't like to see that, or you go, that's not my star Wars. Get over it. People. Um, it, it's some of these female characters are the most badass characters that we've had in star Wars in a long time. So I would say get on board with it and enjoy it because the, they're written very, very well. And I love it. I love seeing a it. lot of my favorite characters are female. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's get to the end. Let's talk about that in credit scene, because I know this is something that Josh is super excited about.
5: I've, before so we, we do we, that, we, I've got one other thing yeah, on ahead. the bridge here that I was kind of surprised by. There was sure, a point ahead. where they stopped him from doing it, but Moff Gideon was going to blow his own head off. And like yeah, I was yeah. so surprised by that. That didn't feel like the way he's been built up these first two seasons. He didn't seem like the guy who was just going to take that out like that.
3: This yeah, but this this episode proved that he's not the monster heel, he's the cowardly heel. Because mm. think about how easily he was defeated. Yeah. And you know, yeah. He's
4: not the big bad. Look
3: how scared he was when he saw Luke on the ship. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's an underling. He's a guy He's a guy that probably wasn't even a moth until there was a power vacuum. And then just made himself a moth because there was, you know, no one else to take that role. They, yep. were, either un- they were dead or they were in the unknown regions with the rest of the Empire.
4: Well, and he was clearly, but he was clearly strong enough to get the Darksaber from Bo.
3: Yeah, but so we don't know how he got it. How he
4: got it. Yeah. That's it's true. But he he does wield some power there. But yes, you're right. He is not the big bad. There is somebody else above him. And I think maybe that's his thing was like I I can't afford to get captured. And that's maybe why he did uh, I it. Never, like, I never I yeah, never thought like he that. was the top of the food chain,
5: but I, I thought he was like um I guess a little, a little tougher. Stronger, than that, A little had a little more strength. Thought he of might be will. a stronger
4: side dish to the main. You main
5: know, I mean, part. he's the he's like, ruthless enough to just murder his own men because they tick him off. You know, and he did find a way to wield the dark saber and he did find a way to capture the baby Yodes. So, like, he's not completely incompetent. I, I was just surprised to see him literally crawling on the ground and trying to kill himself this past episode he is
4: the he is the baked sweet potato to the steak and not the asparagus as a side dish i think that's
3: i'd much rather be the sweet potato than the asparagus (laughs) right
4: that's what i'm that's what i'm saying i think he's the sweet potato but he is not the steak ah i got you he he is not as lowly as the asparagus
3: do do we want to talk about the emotional <laughs> goodbye before we get to the end credit scene? Or
4: Yeah, that's yeah. So I was leaving that so, for you. Oh, for me? Yeah Yeah. So um so we, we we get to this point where, you know, Luke is going to take the child and he finally um, you know, Mando is basically saying, Look, these are your people, you need to go with them. Um and he I I think he kinda looks at what is he look, he looks at Luke and he says he doesn't want to go or something like that. He's asking for your permission. And then he says it, it he said, he's asking for your permission. Um and here's where we kind of get that that touching moment between the two where um you know Mando's looking at him like he's he's holding him up and he's super close. And uh Grogu puts his hand out to kind of touch his face. But then, you know, you can see in Gro- Grogu's Grogu's face, he's like, dude it's a helmet. Like, what am I supposed to do with a helmet? And we get this. Um, Mando finally breaks his code and just says, "You know what? Screw it. I don't care who's around. I want to look on um, you with my own eyes." Say, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so he pulls the mat, the helmet up, and decides he's going to look at Grogu face to face. And Grogu raises his hand and he touches um, the side of Mando's face. Um, you know, it's a very and and it's a very poignant moment where. Um, Din tells him, he's like, okay, it's time to go, pal. Don't be afraid. And he, 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 you know, basically sets him back on the ground. You know, he kind of hugs his leg a little bit. And then he kind of waddles over to, uh, Luke Skywalker and R2 comes around the corner. That was the other big reveal that I was not expecting was R2, but, um, it was such a cool moment. And if you guys caught the live show on Friday, when I watched this show, Uh, When I watched it the first time, I didn't catch it because I think I was just, like I said, caught up in the moment of all of the action and adventure and and the fast paced stuff that was going on. And, you know, the shock of Luke Skywalker coming out kind of just leaves your jaw on the floor. So, But when I went back with it and you you could kind of go back and watch some of these moments, it's very, um, uh, it, it hits very close to home when you're a parent um, whether you're a father or a mother um, and you've got a kid and you're letting them go do something for the first time kind of on their own um, whether it's going to camp by themselves or um, you know, eventually letting them, you know, taking them and dropping them off at college. It's a very, uh, <laughs> it's a very emotional moment if you're a parent. And I think that's what Din was experiencing there. He, he's um, and he, he, Tells him he's like we'll see each other again, um, but you know it's it was hard for him to let him go, and and uh, it was for me it hit it hit home very very close because it was just a very personal moment for me, and I, I I didn't get it the first watch, but I definitely definitely got it the second watch, um, but it was such a cool moment, um, and then to see R two kind of come around the corner and encounter Grogu, and I was like half waiting for, you know, like, if Grogu pulls out this, like, stick and just starts going ding, 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 ding mine, on the front mine, of R2. Mine. Like, mine, 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 um, But it, that was another character that was added that, you know, I wasn't expecting um, that didn't get spoiled over the summer. So that was super they cool. They did a good
3: job de-aging R2 with their CGI. Josh.
5: <laughs> uh,
4: uh, the robot. What? Technology these days, man. It's awesome, isn't it?
3: They got rid of that carbon scoring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) so I I have to say during that final scene, my head was a little because they, because Bo Katan got shot. And then I thought I saw her like laying on the ground, like on the side of the scene. And so I was like, is she just dead and we're not even acknowledging it? (laughs) And then like after that scene was over, you see her standing with the rest of them. And I was like, okay, like you're about to disrespect my queen over here. I that dude,
4: I would have died laughing if if they dead. never showed her standing back yeah. up and like it's just the rest of them. Josh for the rest of for the next year I'm would like, be going, What the hell happened to Bo Katan? Is she dead? Like I could just see him like freaking out about that.
3: And then she's the new Mandalorian that's neither alive or dead. We don't know.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just left her on the ship. Um yeah, so I mean, it's it's awesome too, and I, I'm I'm sure you guys have had them. Um, you've had those Star Wars moments that absolutely just kind of hit close to home with you that 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 trigger you emotionally that way. So um, it certainly hit me on Friday night in the middle of the live stream, not not intentional by any means, but uh, it certainly caught up with me then. So, um, but those are the moments that we that we live for. And that's why we love star Wars because it makes us feel that way. So, um, but something that made us feel pretty excited, uh, was the end credit scene. So if you stuck around through the end of the show, normally they, they show the artwork at the end, like the, the concept Concept, work, uh, yeah, concept art. They didn't show any of that. It just went right into the credits. So it was kind of like, well, that's very different. And then we finally get to an end credit scene, which again, to my knowledge, I don't think, any Star Wars has done an in credit scene before. I think this was the first one. So it was very Marvel esque in setting up, you know, the next thing. Boba Fett will return as the Book of Boba Fett or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like uh, Nick Fury will return in blah, blah, blah. Or um,
5: Tatooine, just what we needed. We,
4: <laughs> right. So we're back on Tatooine. Uh, we had this awesome look at Jabba's palace from the outside again on a rocky cliff, no landing pad. And some and chubby Gamorreans, service. thankfully. Yes, back to chubby Gamorreans, and we had a chubby Bib
3: Fortuna. Uh,
5: he's past chubby. <laughs> we, we, he's, he's giving um, Jabba a run for his money at this point. Bib
3: yeah, Fortuna, Bib surviving and like ruling the roost like that back at the palace, um, surviving the uh, you know the the. Sail barge or whatever explosion at uh, the Great uh, Sarlacc Pit. Um, that's that actually has a. Um, it was part of the EU. Like there was in the there was a short story about him surviving, making his way back, and then ruling the Roost for a short period of time um, in Tales from Java's Palace. So that was kind of cool to see that. Yeah,
4: yeah. Um, I loved Fennec just taken out. The little, let everybody, the, she, the she whole didn't room. care. She was, she was just taking out everybody. She didn't care she who did they were. The, the only one she let Twi'lek go was the go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she walks around behind the giant throne that is now on, uh, Jabba's sled or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> slab. <laughs> and she grabs the, uh, the neon blue spotchka and, uh, just starts to have a drink back there. She didn't care who drank out of that before her. She was like, Psh. Rushka kills care. it. There you go. I'd Let's have been see. more impressed Spotch- if she
3: would have bit the head off the thing and spit it at the the gong like the Jabba gong. did.
4: <laughs> <laughs> do we think the trap door is still there? Hundred percent. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Still there. There's okay. no rancor, but <laughs> do we think do we do we think Boba's going to use it in uh, Book of Boba Fett when we see him again on somebody? I don't know,
5: but I know Ons him our, sitting on this throne and her swigging from the bottle with the rifle on her hip sitting on like the arm of the throne is one of the sexiest shots in the history of star wars
2: oh yeah
4: easily easily for both of them um it was just i mean it's just a cool scene so we are getting the book of boba fett next winter i'm gonna say winter because it comes out in december uh right that's what i read yeah yeah, it comes out in December. Um, Mando season three comes out late, late December. We got a lot of shows coming up in 2021, 2022. Like the bad batch between I now think. and then. Yep. Yeah, we've, we've got a ton of Star Wars content coming out. So, um, we will have tons more for you guys in the future. But as for right now, this was the end of season two of the Mandalorian. And yes, I am sad Single's about here. it I like the Mandalorian. It's, it's by far some of the best content on TV out there. So if you can, if you have Disney plus like rewatch it as many times as you want. Cause it is, it is good, good, good TV people. Any other final thoughts on Mando season three? Or season two, sorry. Season three is too far away. That's like my main thought. <laughs> season two was great.
5: It was surprising. It was unexpected. And it finished even stronger than it started. It was good.
4: Yeah. What about you, Josh?
3: It exceeded all my expectations.
4: I completely agree with that. I was blown away by what they did this season, even with the early leaks on some of these people that were playing these characters. Um, I they did an amazing job with it overall. So all the directors were fantastic. Um, kudos to Filoni and Favro for pulling off one of the best television seasons of any show um, out there. So we got a lot coming up, guys. We got um, High Republic. We got I'm a ton pumped for of High, High Republic.
1: Republic.
5: And I know
4: why We are gonna get high on some high republic people. Um, it is coming our way in January, just a couple weeks here. We've got um, two books, right? Uh, is it two books drop like the fourth or fifth? We got fourth? three books
3: dropping on the fifth and then okay um, and then the comic the next day. The two comics.
4: Okay. So we have a ton of reading to do. The first eight chapters, actually, of the first book are out right now, right? Light of the Um, Jedi.
5: Yeah.
4: Light of the Jedi. First eight chapters is available to read. Kyle, do you know where our listeners can go to pull that? Um, They can
5: text Josh. And have him tell them where to. <laughs> His number up. is. Uh, it's actually on the page. All you That's gotta do the, is go-
3: all you gotta do is Google first Google. eight chapters of Light of the Jedi. It's on the. It's on, it's, it's like Random right House on the yeah, yeah Penguin Random House okay. site. So.
5: Okay. Um, and they're, it's not they're in the secret Or you can, back or you can call they're Josh. Pretty, they're pretty short <laughs> and um, it's a fun read. The, I, it jumps right into if the, I'm assuming these are the first eight chapters of the book and it jumps right into action. It's a nice quick start.
4: It's fun right from the beginning. Good. Yep. So we are going to be coming at you guys next, uh, well, we've got next week. We're still recording next week. Um, We're going to- Gallery. Record. Yeah, we've got gallery next week. Um, We're going to record all the way through, like we've got an episode next week. We're coming out early January stuff. We just keep this train rolling. Um, I think, I think our next episode is
3: 69. Nice. Nice.
4: Ooh, 69, dudes. (laughs) It's coming up. It's coming up. Um, But we are going to keep this train rolling, uh, moving right into the new year. So we will have a ton of new content for you guys. Um, We're going to have some fun new bits. Uh, hopefully if you guys like our commercials, we're going to try to come up with some new commercials for you guys too, uh, and, and kick out some more of those. Cause we find those entertaining too. So I
3: feel like for um, our listeners, it's like when you watch Hulu and it just plays the same, like two ads over and over and over again, and like if so someone's been listening to us for a year, they're like, Oh, not ba- this, not Casino, Baker Mayfield. And this, this canto bite Barkley. was great the first time.
4: <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, I'm open to suggestions, uh, write them in. Yeah, we would love to hear him. Um Do you guys have any big holiday plans? What are you guys holiday plans, Josh? What are you doing? I
3: have zero holiday plans. <laughs> Staying <sorry>. safe.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Staying yeah, safe. We're gonna do like a drive through,
3: a drive by, uh, throw the presents in the car, see you later with my parents, and that's and pe- nice. and give my dog some pets, and then that that'll be it. So
4: nice, Kyle.
5: What about you? I'm gonna watch Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> No, that
3: joke is so dead. It used to be cool like five years ago and now everyone like people caught on and it's not as fun to talk about Die Hard being a Christmas movie.
5: Oh I've been watching Die Hard on Christmas for like twenty years. But Oh no, I know.
3: But like it th- became so pop culture relevant that it that it uh um, that
5: now it's like you know, My actual holiday cool. plans are similar to Josh's. We'll do an exchange of gifts and on the on on a distant uh Mm. situation but that's it i got four days in a row off work though so nice nice. i wish i could take better advantage of it frankly but four days off is four days off
4: take it where you can get it right Yeah. yeah Uh, I think that's one thing that all of us are really looking forward to is just some time off work, some time to relax, maybe pick up new projects that you guys were working on or thinking about doing. Uh, I know for me, I've got some projects down in the basement. I've got a DLT 19 that was 3d printed from one of my friends here in the Ohio garrison that I need to finish getting sanded and painted and glued together and done so that I can actually use it. Um, so I've got a lot of little odds and ends Star Wars projects like that, trying to get my Star Wars room up and, and ready. So I'm looking forward to like all next week being off where I can like spend some time in the basement and just kind of work on those things and, and enjoy some peace and quiet. So that's my plans for the week. I want to brush it's up on exciting, my Huttese,
3: I, I think. Finally. Get on, eh. get on the Duolingo app. Does, and- does,
4: is there a Rosetta Stone for
3: Huttese or
4: Mandoa? Can we get that?
3: I think Mandoa is more fully formed than uh, than Hatties is. Hutties. You know, mm. it's wild though. The Duolingo app has like um, like High Valerian and um, uh, Klingon and a couple other like really uh, Elvish uh, like, or something probably. Yeah, fantastical languages on it. So <laughs> that's I think awesome. they have Dothraki on there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I did have that's a horse.
4: my bit of good news. I got my. Um, My, um, rebel Legion, uh, costume costume was approved. I forgot about that. Thank you. Yes. I had actually done it a long time ago, months ago, and I thought it was approved, but I think there must've been like a CRL change with, with part of my belt. So I had received an email a couple weeks ago that it needed to be updated. And, and I was like, well, crap. They they were like, I got my picture ready to go. Um, all set to hit the approve button. But I had to finish the belt. So I had to find some time to actually get the leather I needed, get the brads I needed, get the stain I needed, cut it, fit it. Um, And luckily, I was able to knock it out this past weekend. Nice. And I sent it right over to them. They were like, oh, you're done. Good to go. So um, I'll try to put that up on my Twitter so everybody can see my picture. So you can see me now as part of Rebel Legion in addition to the 501st. So, And for those of you that are interested in it, please feel free to hit me up. Uh, I can let you know kind of all the stuff that I went through and kind of what I did. Um, But I would say if you're on the fence about, you know, doing it, you know, right now it's a little hard due to COVID, but uh, I tell you what, getting out there and doing, you know, the cosplay and and doing the things as, as part of rebel Legion or as part of uh, the 501st is certainly well worth your time and energy. It's for good causes people. So, um, but if you have questions, please feel free to ask. So, let's uh let's shift gears let's blow this thing and get out of here and uh we'll we'll call it a day we'll call it a wrap right
1: you're all clear kid now let's blow this
2: thing and go home i got a really good feeling about this
4: We wish you guys a happy holidays. Uh, no matter what you're celebrating, make sure you guys take some time out to video chat or spend time socially distanced with family, friends, um, whatever. Please don't large gather and then we cause this huge uptick in coronavirus again. That would be bad. Uh, wear your masks. Be safe. Be smart. Um, we love you guys uh, as always. Um, you can find us on all of the social medias. You can find us um, at SW Friends Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, you can email us at show at starwarsfriends.com.
3: Where can they find you guys at? This is Josh, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab.
5: Uh, this is Kyle, and I am KB underscore Legend on the social
4: medias. And this is Justin. You can find me at I am the Bendu on Twitter please feel free to hit us up Um, we should have some new contests and stuff coming for you guys in the new year too some prizes to give out Um, I got some cool things here I'm looking at them right now Justin's putting it all out there we're actually going to have to do some stuff pressure's on now hey I am I'm going we're going going big in 2021 people we're going big so I'm looking at some prizes right now I'm not going to tell you what they are I'm going to make you wait I'm going to make you sweat Uh, you guys stay safe this holiday season Uh, as always may the force be with you. Oh, it is.
0: Yes. Hey, friends, don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SWFriendsShow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you.